Welcome back to another Untitled Sundance review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he's tomato meter approved, Eric Marchand. Testicle! <laughs> yeah, that speech on in front of the clock tower or whatever it was, um, just, you know, Nicolas Cage at his finest. Um, or something. Uh, yes, uh, today we are reviewing Sion Sono's Prisoners of the Ghost Land uh, that just premiered at the Sundance Film Festival, starring one Nicolas Cage and Sofia Boutella um, and Nick Cassavetes, Ed Screen, Bill Mosley. Yeah, all these people are in this. <laughs> Did I even clue in that all these guys were in this? I didn't see Ed Screen uh, in this. Yeah, he's listed in the cast, but I don't know... Who- I didn't see him either. That's why when I read his name, I thought it was recast by Nick Cassavetes. Because maybe, uh, sorry, I, this, I'm on uh, uh, Wikipedia. So, well, and she was replaced with um, Sophia Butella, who was originally Imogene Poots, right? Which is yeah. that is just bizarre to think of as well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. So apologies, I don't know. I'm just on uh, Wikipedia, which you can't always trust, but. Um, uh yeah anyways uh prisoners of the ghostland what a what a film (laughs) what a movie indeed matt i don't even know where to start other than to say that you know sion sono is a director of you know we were talking about sparks being a prolific band sion sono you know is a is a is a filmmaker that has you know, 50 films under his belt. Feels like he makes three a year. (laughs) And the guy, you know, has been very candid about his health recently. He had a heart attack uh, before pre-production on this and was clinically dead uh, and then was resurrected and, you know, was able to make this movie uh, not in America like originally intended, but in Japan and Nick Cage you know, followed him to Japan. I think that's kind of cool as well that Nick Cage. Was yeah. Like, in the intro, he said like Nick Cage was the one that was like, I don't think you should travel to the U S we should move this to Japan for your health. So, yeah. um, good guy, cage, good guy, cage and, uh, cage rage is, is definitely a part of this movie. Um, the best way to describe this film is an incoherent dreamscape that is, part Mad Max, part Escape from New York, um, East meets the West in terms of cultural influences, and then there is an exploding testicle. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, sure is. Nicholas Cage plays a character named Hero, who is a criminal, um, and yeah, he's sent to um, save the uh the governor who is uh played by um, well, the governor's the governor's granddaughter yes that's what i meant he's yeah. sent to save the governor's granddaughter who is sophia butella um in this like in the ghost land <laughs> yes yeah. the easiest the, the titular ghost land which is a and, place that they uh where the 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 villagers the town folk cannot leave because they are being held hostage by a deadly uh, force of ghosts that were previously convicts that died in a nuclear explosion. Yeah. <laughs> and then Nick Cage has this uh, leather jacket attached to him that has explosives. Well, it's, it's not a leather jacket. It's a leather jumpsuit. Yeah. This and is Nick Cage's has- Catwoman. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and it has like explosives in both both wrists, the neck, and the testicles. And then he has like a little communicator on the side. It, and if he doesn't complete his mission, uh, or if he does certain, he has things. five days in total, three yeah. to begin with, and then he needs Sophia Butella's character uh, Bernice to uh, speak into the mic to give him the two extra days. Yeah, and he can't uh, hurt her or. Um, uh, other things or, you know, certain places will explode on his body, uh, which they do. Yeah. Um, that's not really a spoiler, but no, one of but it is satisfying. Explodes. I'm glad yeah. that they actually, because like I was also, cause it's also the, the, the suit is flammable. So like, that's like the big thing is like, it will basically self-destruct after, you know, the five days are over. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that they actually did show like the payoff of that for, for setting it up. Like I was surprised. exploding. <laughs> I was surprised they. I mean, I shouldn't have been because I haven't seen every Sion Sono movie, but the ones that I have, he's always willing to go the distance. Um, and I, I appreciate that, right? Especially in his English language debut, and it doesn't necessarily take away from any of his, you know, um, what he's known for, right? Like he didn't. Um, I'll use this term neuter um, his style uh, uh, for an English language movie. And you said East meets West. And there is a lot of obviously influences, um, you know, from both American films and, and, and uh, um, Japanese films. And, and um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a great movie by any means. Um, I do. This makes me yearn for Midnight Madness or a movie theater, and we and we've said similar things about some stuff we covered at TIFF and and stuff like that. But this was a movie, especially a Nick Cage kind of you know violent genre mashing kind of ridiculous movie that I would have loved to see with a crowd at a midnight screening, right? And I feel like to its detriment, I was watching it you know alone um in my den or in bed on my phone last night right like it wasn't the most ideal like viewing situation for me so um i i mildly enjoyed it obviously i love nick cage i love when he goes to like you know 25 out of 10 um and like there are those moments there where it's just like absolute batshit nick cage stuff of him just you know screaming and and having a a samurai sword arm and and testicles exploding and And a broken football helmet yeah yeah like stuff like that that i'm i'm totally down for and i I like the production design a lot and that east meets west kind of thing where it's obviously very japanese but there's a a lot of american influences in in this what everything kind of looks like but it's kind of got this mashing of cultures and um so I mildly enjoyed it. It's it's silly. It's over the top. Obviously, like a lot of his stuff, and and um, like I said, it doesn't it it, it does it translate well to English. Um, I, I I don't know, but I I mildly enjoyed kind of the the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah, it's nowhere near as good as like Love Exposure or Why Don't You Play in Hell or Tag or things like that. But um, it's definitely a fun movie. And, and and as you mentioned, for his English language debut, I mean, it's it's at least enjoying itself, even if it is, again, very abstract and incoherent and, and playing with time in an interesting way. I mean, I think that's kind of the big takeaway from this is like how we look at time versus you know western culture and eastern culture and how time plays a different role in 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 our lives um you know in 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 that regard and 
and I think that that's kind of interesting as well. And there are some moments in here that I was kind of disappointed with where I felt like he could have gone a little bit further with the action because the, the, the setup and the design and, and some of the, the ideas are really interesting and fun. And there are moments there was like, you know what? I wish he kind of, he lingered on this thing a, a little bit more. And, and the scene that I'm talking about specifically is the opening bank robber uh, robbing scene. And then when they come yeah. back to it again, because there's this great, little moment with gumballs rolling on the yeah. floor and him and his former colleague uh, played by Nick Cassavetes, whose name is Psycho, uh, who's also the director of uh, uh, The Notebook and the son of John Cassavetes. Incredible. Uh, <laughs> fighting him. And then he becomes a nuclear waste man afterwards. Um, and then they're kind of slipping and falling on these gumballs as they're having this this fight. And I thought, I was like, that's actually a pretty well choreographed fight scene an idea but it's it's like five or six seconds long i could have indulged in that a little bit longer you know and 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 actually kind of seen where that goes and and i think that that like stuff like that is what i really kind of gravitate towards in terms of like again like action beats where it's like let's throw something unusual to kind of literally you know um have you kind of on your toes, um, so to speak. And like some of the more like Mad Max stuff, I love Mad Max and I love Fury Road, obviously, but like some of that felt the most kind of like pandering in a lot of ways or kind of homage to exactly what you would think it would be. And the same thing with Escape from New York, where, you know, Snake Plissken is given this task to rescue somebody in either LA or New York in a zone where nobody, you know, in the government will go. And they, you know, they basically either poison him or, you know, insert some sort of bomb into his skin. And he has like so long to, you know, rescue that person, whether it be the president or the president's daughter. And um, it's the same thing here. And then like, I'm not the biggest fan of Bill Mosley. I, I don't hate him or anything like that, but he he plays the governor. Um, and Bill Mosley, like, you know, for, for people that are familiar with, you know, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 or a lot of the Rob Zombie movies, he's, he's in those. Um, he's basically playing almost like Will Forte doing his yeah. impersonation <laughs> of Ted Turner. Like, that's I what, love that. That's, that's what, a great... That's what the yeah. performance is. Like literally it felt like he was doing Will Forte as Ted Turner. Um, and it just, it's, it's not menacing. It's just really goofy. And then there's a moment yes, where they yeah. try to make it menacing and it doesn't really work. I just kept thinking about Will Forte as Ted Turner riding on a Buffalo in on, See, you know, Conan and that would have been, that would have been incredible. You just yeah. get that character. <laughs> well, yeah. Get Will Forte to do it. Like that yeah. would have been amazing. Cause it, cause it kind of feels like at that point, you might as well go to 11. Right? Yeah. Like, and Sophia Patella doesn't really have a, a lot to do with this do, either. Yeah. And, and she has one action sequence in the, in the which last isn't bad. That, yeah. Yeah. That, um, that is okay. But for the most of it, she doesn't even speak for the first half of the movie for the most part. And, and she's kind of just the, uh, not quite a damsel in distress, but sort of. Um, yeah. So she's um, basically, um, you know, brought into sex trafficking and, and sort of, you know, um, is trying to escape her grandfather, uh, the governor, Ted Turner. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it, it's it's a kind of throwaway role, but weirdly, it's still, I think, better than her role in The Mummy. <laughs> she was fair. The titular <laughs> mummy. Though, yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there's many things better than that mummy movie, that's for right. sure. But um, I always like her. She has a, a really interesting, cool like look, and I, presence, I always like yeah. her. And, yeah, in presence, like I always liked her in the in the first Kingsman movie, and uh, well, I even like her in, in Hotel and, Artemis. Like she's really yeah. good in that, and like it's just it's. I think Hollywood hasn't really figured out how to use her or really give her a leading role in like an action franchise quite yet. Like I almost feel like Marvel or somebody should step in at some point soon and like give her a lead role to kind of, cause like, I think she just needs like one kind of like real breakout role, you know, like obviously the Kingsman that, yeah. is, it was a movie that kind of launched her career, but yeah, I think that kind of did that. And then they tried it out with, you know, Star Trek beyond. And um, I mean, even atomic blondes, a little bit of a smaller movie, but um, in that, and then obviously mummy was supposed to be this big thing. Um, but it just like, I mean, she's starring with Tom Cruise. It, it, or Charlie Theron and atomic blonde. Um, yeah. So. Like they're, they're pretty big movies, but um, I think because both, you know, uh, you know, the mummy kind of, you know, bombed so bad, uh, both critically and, and financially that like, she's kind of trying to rebound from that. And, um, you can see what she's done since has been like, I, again, I agree with you in hotel Artemis, she's pretty good. And I, and I, again, she doesn't have a lot to do here, but I, like I said, I kind of just like her presence. And I think she, uh, obviously is, um, a talented, she, uh, in fight scenes and things like that like i think um she's quite entertaining so um yeah i liked her in this but it's a small kind of thing and again everything is so silly sort of too or you can't really take anything too too seriously in this that um it's hard to really say that this is a breakout or anything even if she has a couple good moments in that last act yeah yeah it's and i mean um RLJE uh, films has picked it up and, and, you know, they work a lot with shutter and it kind of feels like that's the perfect place for this movie um, home wise. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fun midnight madness esque romp that I think was kind of a welcomed kind of distraction, you know, in between some of the more kind of heavier stuff that I've been watching um, like mass and things like that, which are good, but like, it was just nice to have something that was like a little bit, you didn't have to think too hard. No, you no, you didn't have to think at all. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. When his testicle explodes, I'm like, all right, let's go. <laughs> or when, uh, when you see him in the, uh, the, the sumo thong, I was just like, yep, this oh, is yeah, that yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. When they're drawing him in the sumo thong and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, you kind of know what you're getting. Or into, they pull his pants yeah. down and like, everybody's like, Oh, oh and it's like the, the one girl's like, uh, I've seen better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is funny. Uh, but I'll watch Nick cage and anything. And yeah, I, I do. I agree with you that it was like a, a nice palate cleanser. Nothing. Obviously. Um, it's pretty much what you'd expect. I feel like some people are going to really love this. Um, it's either going to be your boat or it's not going to be. And, um, I think it kind of is mine, but then I also was just like, okay, this was kind of a fun watch, but nothing more than that. So, um, I- I'll give it a three out of five. I'll also give it a three out of fr- five and, uh, that's high praise. <laughs> that is kind of high praise. Love Nick Cage. And just this, this part of his career where he's like, y'all do that. <laughs> Why am I like, not in this movie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, God bless him. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we have tons of more coverage of the 2021 Sundance Film Festival right here on Untitled Movie Reviews. So make sure you go check out uh, the feed. There's tons of stuff from the last couple, you know, 
days of the festival and we'll have more all the way leading up to the end of the festival on february 3rd um please go check out our other two shows untitled movie podcast and untitled movie conversations uh please drop us a review on those three podcasts if you would be so kind uh follow us on all of those social medias and uh at untitled underscore cast and as always my name is matt Rohrbeck. you can find more of my work around the internet but mostly at untitled moviepodcast.com and you can follow me on all of those social medias at matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Barcher, and you can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene, and I'm on the social medias at EM6211. And, and until next time. Let's get a little nutty.